hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Samprin. Yes, good morning. Happy New Year to you, Rob. Uh, this is the first time that we've had you on, uh, I believe, in 2018. Uh, yes. Phil has been carrying the weight. He's been His he's shoulders been are sore, he, uh, but we, he's he's okay. I call him grasshopper. He's got to learn. <laughs> <laughs> You're the sensei. That's he's the it. grasshopper. That's yes. it. Yes, this is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're going to have a lot of uh, fun today, but we're also going to talk about some important information. If you are house hunting, uh, or if you uh, have your house on the market or are thinking about doing so, robgolfi.com is the website, a wealth of information online at robgolfi.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700 at Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the Rob Golfi Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. You can check out past episodes at 900chml.com. Host of topics to get to, including uh, how do I convince my partner to move? That is always an interesting debate. Uh, When I moved in, the seller left the house a mess. What can I do? We'll uh, talk about what it's like to be a realtor in uh, the month of uh, January and February. And, uh, well, all that white stuff's on the ground and how challenging that is. We'll talk about pricing high to see what happens. Is that the best strategy? It may not be. And we'll also discuss where our buyer is coming from and who should real estate agents be marketing to in 2018. But we'll begin today with how things are going so far this year. I understand it's pretty busy. It is, yeah. Surprisingly, in the in the first uh, uh, from the first to the sixth of this year, uh, showing uh, showings are up nineteen percent, hmm. which is ironic. Last year, um, uh, in the same time period, um, you know, and we had last year was a fantastic year. We all know that was a uh, was a great year. A lot of you know record numbers in uh, in sales. So that tells us there's a lot of buyers out there. So if we're up nineteen percent in showings. And and uh, and it's actually, and it, the average is uh, per listing. It, it looks like uh, there's about 19 to 20 showings per listing before they get an offer. Hmm. So so uh, so is that a is that a a usual number? Is that unusual? High? Um, low? Well, you know, it's an average number. Okay. Um, and actually, it's it's a pretty good number because sometimes it, it, it takes more. But we're, let's we're, not forget. I mean, we were in the deep freeze in that yes. first week of January. I mean, it was like minus twenty, minus thirty with a wind chill. People are going to see homes. People like, are coming nuts. out. People are coming out uh, viewing homes. That means that means there's a demand out there. The buyers are the buyers are out there and they're looking for homes and uh, whether there's snow, sleet, or hail, whatever, they're 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 coming out, and um, and it's a good time. To, you know, as if you're a seller, it is a great time to sell because there's hardly any homes on the market. So you're going to actually get a stronger dollar for your house if it's priced accurately. Right now, if you overprice it, the mar- the people know the market. They know it better than even even realtors because they're the ones that are really looking, and they're looking in the area that your house is in. Mm. So, um, but if for buyers. 
this is fantastic. You're not going to get as much competition, even though the inventory is low, but you're not going to be in competition with other buyers trying to get to secure that listing. So it, it, it works both ways. It's fantastic. But, uh, but I think it is, uh, it, it, I always tell people, start, get, get the jump on putting your house on the market before everybody else does, mm-hmm. because you'll, you'll do a lot better on, on your price. Philip and I were talking about how much more knowledgeable the, uh, the, the clients are now, because they are online every night. They're going through MLS. They are researching you know, what kind of property they want, what kind of home they want. You know, do they want three bedrooms, four bedrooms, what, whatever the case is. They're much more in tune with how the market is as well, price-wise, because they're always looking at these dollar signs as well. We should also mention the first week of January also includes the new stress test as well, uh, and... Uh, now we have a more balanced market, so you know that that number is uh, is pretty exceptional. Yeah, and and I don't think that stress test is going to uh, affect us uh, here in in the Hamilton and uh, Niagara area. Um, I I just I mean everybody's making a big thing about it, um, but I I don't think I mean the stress test was there for first time buyers. Hmm. And yeah, maybe it, it it'll could affect them more than than your second, third time buyer. But I, I don't think the stress test is going to be uh, a big issue. I, uh, but I do think that uh, the, the Toronto buyers are going to be coming down this way still. And and I'd say probably ten years from now, you know how powerful the average sale price now is like eight fifty to nine hundred thousand in, in the GTA. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll probably be an expensive area in Hamilton. And uh, and people from Hamilton will be going to Niagara because they can't afford it in <laughs> yeah. Hamilton because because all the GTA buyers came to Hamilton. So it's just it's just a, a thing. Like like 50 years ago, a bungalow in Toronto and a bungalow in Niagara Falls, they they were the same price. Like I you know what I mean? Like if I, I don't think the, the the number were that far off. Right. But but because not G- not, not like today. No, not like today. The numbers are like different. Like yeah. obviously population growth and 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 the growth of uh, the Toronto market. Uh, has increased the value of that property in Toronto and in Niagara Falls it's just gone on mm-hmm. gone up moderately but but like 50 60 years ago I like I remember when you know I had relatives and I mean their their prices of homes were not that much more than right. than a house in from yeah. Niagara well, another thing that the stress test um, hasn't done or even the foreign buyers tax really has changed the value of the of the homes in Hamilton in comparison to Toronto those Toronto buyers are still looking at Hamilton and say wow I can get a house that's much bigger a bigger lot for half the price or you know three quarters of the price it's it, it, the value is still there the value is still there and and I I see Hamilton being uh, a strong like I, I see industry coming this way and and Hamilton is just going to grow even more so if you're if you're looking for an investment property even though you might think housing prices are expensive now wait till wait till five years from now you're gonna go I wish I bought in 2017 right. or 18 but but it, it's it's affordable still, but it's going to go up. It's going to go up. Mm. Uh, Hamilton is everybody's looking at Hamilton as a as a place for uh, to live and, and and bring their business to. Yeah, and, and you know what, real estate is always a great investment. When's the last time the real estate market crashed? I mean, really, you bought a home five years ago, uh, early nineties. Early nineties would have yeah. been, cr- but here though, no, no. Well, the early nineties that was more so in the states, but yeah, more so. No, but the early nineties was basically the last big. Uh, recession, but it always corrects itself. Yeah, like I mean, look at two thousand and eight, nine with uh, the U.S. Yeah. they're back. They're doing record numbers now. So exactly. So you just got to wait, uh, ride out ride the, the, the little recession for a year or two, and that's it. And then you're back on track. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are buyers coming from, and who should real estate agents be marketing to in twenty eighteen? So we're still seeing the GTA buyers, right? We're still seeing the GTA buyers. Um, the, you know, there, there's, um, I've got the stats and I wish I brought them with me. I, 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 I had the pie shape, um, uh, stats for the, um, 
uh, where buyers are coming from. The majority of the buyers are coming in from online. And uh, print marketing is, is a small percentage of that now. Mm. So if you have a realtor that is coming, you know, and, and giving you a presentation, uh, online marketing is the most important to get your home marketed. Print marketing, I think it's it's less than 5%. Like, I mean, wow. I still do print marketing. We, we haven't made a decision on what we're what, how far we're going with that. But but a lot of uh, a lot of the money should be concentrated on online marketing. Mm. Like like uh, for one thing, it could be Facebook, uh, Google, or all these different platform uh, social media platforms. That is the way to get your house marketed out there. And um, so things are changing. Like the like you know industry, like the newspaper companies, mm-hmm. they're struggling right now. So they got to get. You know more. They're doing more stuff online for for the uh, for the business people for advertising. Yeah. So online online marketing is very important when you have your house for sale. And, and radio certainly helped as well. Well, radio is important. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, pricing high to see what happens. Why this strategy is not the best one. So uh, you know we we've talked about this in the past. If if a home is not priced right, it, it's going to sit on the market for a while. It, it yes. You, you go ahead, Phil. Yeah. So. A lot of people, a lot of people trying to use this strategy. It's you know, it's the let's start here and see what happens. Mm-hmm. But you know, I've I've said on the show before, it's your first ten to fourteen days that you're on the market are the most you know where your your home is going to have the most eyes on it in those in that time period. So if somebody looks at your home, you know, one time and 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 the initial reaction is that it's overpriced. It's hard to change that opinion on them by just reducing the price. Right. You want to price the house so it's attractive. So it, it makes people want to come in and see it and makes it, it, you want it, you want to start to get appointments on on the property. Now, a lot of people would think, you know, let's just start at this number. If it doesn't work out, we'll reduce after two to three weeks. Right. Thinking that that, you know, it, there's that what if we get that number. Right. And more often than not, it doesn't happen. Mm. So so now you're you're what we call you're chasing the market. Right, you're trying to find where the market is instead of letting the market come to you and determine the, the price of your house. But now, now you're 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 in a downward spiral where you're just kind of you, you know you're kind of telling people to come back and and you know come come take a second look or, right or or you know what I mean and, and it makes it it makes it very very unattractive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in the meantime, those knowledgeable home buyers who've been online who have you know researched the market, they know what they're looking for. They saw that initial price. Now they're seeing a new lower price. The first question is, what's wrong with the house? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I've got a, I've got a perfect example. Um, I put a house up for sale um, or, uh, just actually this uh, this past week, the first of uh, the second of uh, January, mm-hmm. and my suggested price was less than four hundred thousand. And uh, so my client says, Rob, I, I, you know, the neighbor uh, uh, on the same street that's been for sale for six months has it for over 450. I go, well, there's a reason why they haven't sold. So they've, they've been for sale for a long time. And so she wanted to try the 450. So I put the house up for four, 450,000 and uh, we were getting some showings. And then she started realizing the feedback that she was getting. Mm-hmm. And then... I, you know, I'm calling her and just saying, you know, how are things going? You know, the showings and stuff. And uh, she goes, Rob, am I priced too high? I go, yes. <laughs> I just said, yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, no. And and uh, she said, where should I be at? I said, I said, if you go at 400, I know I can get you an offer at 400. Mm-hmm. I know I, we were still pushing the market at 400 on this house, mm-hmm. um, but but put it at 400, and it was within, it was less than a week we had the house on the market. So she reacted quickly. And which is a good thing, so we put it for four hundred. The next day, 
we got an offer, and we accepted an offer for three hundred ninety-seven thousand. So now she, re- she reacted quickly within the first two to three weeks when the ho- the home was on the market. Now she waited over a month. She would have been chasing the market just right. like Philip said. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was really happy. She knew she got a good a good money for the house, and uh, and and it worked out well. We're gonna get we're gonna get you want to yeah final yeah I, I always want to say it's not always the home the home seller's fault. Sometimes it's it's the realtor's fault. Right. Or a real estate agent will come in here and, and and say, hey, listen, I can get you this number for your house, um, to either you know achieve the listing or 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 turn you know get a seller mm-hmm. or and 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 all of a sudden and the homeowner's and, like okay let's yeah, do it yeah <laughs> exactly it sounds very attractive at the time and yeah. all of a sudden the sign goes on the front lawn and nobody's coming and and now you've 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 hurt yourself for you know the the uh, time period coming up how, how long does that usually set you back is it like weeks or is it or is it months usually it could set back it, months it, yeah, yeah. The, the problem is sometimes you know what we call is we inherit listings where you know a homeowner will be very unhappy with their existing real estate agent and they'll call us and, and, and they'll explain you know we're having such and such problem yeah and you know the thing that we do is we dissect the listing and try and find some mistakes which is very very common among among listings, and then you know we we try to use that sample size to put them in a better position mm-hmm. moving forward. Um, it's it's sometimes it's difficult because people have seen that listing or that address on the market for three or four months before we take it over, right? Right. So so you know it's, it's, it's challenge. It's yeah, it's it's yeah. a big challenge. It's something. It's it's quite difficult to do, but we uh, we're we're pretty good at it. Uh, lots more to come here on the show, including how do I convince my partner to move? TikTok goes the clock. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on nine hundred CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin in studio this fine morning with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website, Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram, and check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. Don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, how do I convince my partner to move? And when I moved in, the seller left the house a mess. What can I do? Uh, but back to pricing high to see what happens and, and this not being a good strategy. Final thoughts on this issue. Yeah. So like I said before, sometimes it's the real estate agent and it's not the homeowner, right? Um, there's there's a lot of what we call telemarketers out there where a real estate agent will call you and, and say, you know, let me give you a, an evaluation. And, and basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to stir up business, mm. right? More often than not, sometimes they don't even want to sell your property, but they want to sell your pro- or, or put, put your property up for sale to gain a client base, right? Interesting. So, so you know they'll start fielding calls on their on your property and 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 knowing that your property is overpriced they'll try and and create that call into a client and introduce them to a different property wow so so as much as they're advertising your property 
you know, you want to make sure that it's it's their ultimate goal to sell it because if sometimes a real estate agent, even though it's overpriced, they're still fielding calls on it sure. and, and helping those people buy other properties around you that are, are actually for the right price. Right. So it's it's important to, to kind of understand that that in terms of, you know, asking the right questions when you are pricing the property. And and and, and I don't want to, you know, it's not always the homeowner's fault for, for the, the listing being overpriced. You know, it's the, the realtor not doing his own due diligence mm-hmm. and doing his own research and, and using the information that he has access to him to benefit you in terms of a, a sale price or, or putting you, you in the best position to be able to sell your house. Yeah. So what types of questions should people be asking their realtors in terms of, you know, the price? Yeah, I... I <laughs> Comparables, you know, show me a list of uh, comparable properties to my house that have sold in the last 60 days. Right. Now, if he's pulling properties that have sold, you know, 180 days, it's it's not it's no longer a comparable. Mm. Those numbers are skewed. Yeah, right? it's yeah. very yeah. skewed. Especially especially last year, especially right, in yeah. 2017, you had to be very careful how how you uh, <clears throat> evaluate a property. And we saw that some agents were using the numbers from the early spring numbers when they were evaluating uh, the home and they really didn't have the concept because they didn't sell that many homes and they don't they didn't see the market change in, yeah. in their eyes as much just what what they hear and the stats but but they're they're going in and they say oh there's three bungalows that sold in March uh, for six hundred thousand mm-hmm. so let's put it for six hundred thousand meanwhile it's in August and right. the market just totally took a, a different yeah uh, and they're turn. off by like a hundred or hundred fifty grand yeah, right they are. Yeah. and then now now they've hurt that that client. And uh, unless the client wanted that number, but they hurt that client, and they'll be chasing the market. They'll be on, they'll still be on the market today. Yeah. The, se- the second thing is is ask them how they got that price, right? If if a real estate agent is going to come to you and say, "I think your house is worth this much," mm-hmm. and ask you know the question is, "How did you get that price?" Because when another agent comes in with an offer, he's going to have to make that case that that your house is worth that much, right? So. If he can't even give you his case to, for that price, if he's just kind of just kind of trying it and just saying, "Oh yeah, you know, we'll see what happens." Well, when another agent it's not brings a good it, strategy, yeah, eh? it's, when another agent <laughs> brings in the offer, you know, one of my questions is, "How'd you come up with that price?" Because right. based on the inf- information I have available to me, I think it should be priced around this and this. Right. And now, if 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 your listing agent says, "Yeah, I think you're right," <laughs> then you know oh, he's just he's just lost the negotiation, and he's not even yeah. representing you right. or your best interest. Yeah. So if he can present to you, you know, a, a case based on comparable properties, based on market trends, based on you know how many active buyers there are in the market, mm-hmm. and present to you a price, then then that's that's the same case he's going to present to another party coming in with an offer yeah. to represent yeah. you and negotiate on your behalf. Yeah, and, and it's the same thing. So if if I'm representing a uh, a buyer and and they're putting an offer on the house, just like Philip said, um, I will go to the agent. Sell me the fa- sell me that this house is worth what you're asking mm-hmm. for. Sell me, show me, sell me. Tell me, give me information that I can go to my clients that because we're coming in a lot lower than what the asking price is. Because I've got my I've done my research. I've got you know three yeah. three comparables. You know, and you do a plus minus system: granite countertops, double car garage, single car garage, or whatever. But I will go to the agent. Sell me. T- t- sell me. Tell me how well you know your product that I can convince my client to buy your product at the price you want. Mm-hmm. And 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 it works the same way with uh, put, putting a house up for sale. I'll sell it to the to the buyer. And we and we did that just uh, uh, last night. We um, we were negotiating and and we actually got the highest price 
uh, on a house on a scully um, on their on their home, and they they were for sale last year, but we actually ended up selling it. And uh, you know, it was it was a lot of a lot of uh, uh, talk, negotiations, and and you know, putting the deal together. It took took about two days to put the deal together, hmm. but it, it worked out. But you have to sell to the other agent why you value that property at that number. Right. Does that happen a lot, or are, are most uh, other agents uh, not associated with you guys not pricing homes correctly you in know, this market? Well, you know, like, there, there was a stat that came out that 40% of the homes sell uh, when they first come on the market. And I, and, and th- those numbers can be off by 5, five 5% either way. Um, so as soon as a house comes up on the market, bang, you know what, you, you got that percentage that will sell right away because mm-hmm. it was priced right. Um, and then after, you know, the next month, you know, uh, after 30 days, maybe that, you know, 7% of the, that same house will sell the s- 60 days, 7%. Then it spikes up in the fourth month. Now, there's two reasons why it spikes up in the fourth month. One, they either changed agents and the new agent has priced it accordingly, mm-hmm. or the current agent that has the house for sale has done a price reduction and priced it more uh, what the market should be, right. and but even if you pr- even if you do a price reduction after thirty, sixty, or ninety days, you actually hurt yourself uh, a little bit, uh, just because of the fact that days on market the negotiating power is more in the buyer's hands right mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. he's going to say, well, you've been in the market this long, and uh, you know so, and if the agent doesn't have the confidence to stand up to that other agent. Um, it, it could hurt. It could. It could cost that uh, that seller five to ten thousand dollars in yeah. negotiations. When you get to the ninety day mark, does it make more sense just to take the home off and and have like a cooling off period and it, then it, and it, then relist it? it, it the, yes, absolutely. Uh, it depends on the situation, right? Yeah. Um, right. Every seller situation is different. You know, if you know, sometimes you get to that ninety day mark and. and now their closing dates coming up on the property that they've purchased, right? Sure. Yeah. So you're you're always you know. You always got to be sensitive to the situation that that you're going to put your sellers in, um, and and if that's the case, you know you, you start looking at a at a bigger price reduction, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know the seller gets more and more motivated, and and you know now they're getting creative with their financing to create you know hold to carry two properties at the same time. Yeah, so yeah. it gets it gets you know once you get into that ninety day period, it, it's it gets it gets tricky, right? Given the situation that you're you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would suggest more so for uh, a luxury home because that's a really niche market, right? Oh, it is. You got to be careful there. Yeah, yeah, like we when we list, you know, a luxury home, a million plus, you know, one point two plus, we always tell our sellers, you know, you're not going to get that many showings, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and and they're and they're reading the articles that you know that the market's hot and and multiple offers and, and and this and that, but you know it's almost normal to have you know maybe even four showings over a month or or a two month period mm-hmm. alone that's it four showings that's it but it, it, it's it's difficult but it, you got to find the needle in the haystack yeah. yeah but w- when you get into those luxury homes a lot of them are custom built or or you know remodeled or or renovated that a lot of those people would just rather build their own house, mm-hmm. right? And and so it, it makes it difficult in, in, in trying to f- suit a buyer with a luxury property that suits them, right? There's always, you know, a one-off or, yeah. or you know, they'll say to me, you know, I like I like this part of the house, but, you know, the kitchen's too small, mm-hmm. right? So it's, it's you know, th- they're a lot more pickier and it's better off that they, you know, a lot of them will, will look for houses for, you know, two or three months and they'll just say, hey, listen, we're going to buy a lot and, uh, and build, and and build. build. Yeah. or yeah. bulldoze and build exactly <laughs> yeah so so that's that's become a very popular among the luxury market and yeah. and people kind of building their forever home um and 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 they do sell um but it's just they they take more time 
Uh, we've had some uh, interesting uh, weather happenings over the last uh, couple of months. We've had uh, snowstorms, uh, you know, some freezing rain, uh, ice pellets, uh, frigid conditions, <laughs> a massive cold snap, uh, getting a little bit of relief, although there is uh, you know, more snow and cold and, and ice on the way. What's it like being a realtor during these winter months when we have you know slippery steps and yeah. you know, snow on the ground and slush? The first, and- the first thing is appointments, right? Um, we we're you know between appointment we're not walking from office to office right? right we can you know up to a 20 minute commute right so it's 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 making sure that you can book your appointments you know far enough away mm-hmm. to ensure that you're not going to be late or or, right. or for anybody cuz you know the second you get on the red hill and you're in a gridlock for you know an hour and a half yeah. right it, it makes it a little bit difficult that way but obviously people are are very understanding as to you know the the conditions of the roads and and, and that sort of thing parking um, parking's an issue on mm-hmm. the, on the side streets because yes. everybody's so you got cars parked on the side of the road and snow plows are going around them so you <laughs> so, you're blocked so now so now the the parking situation is even less than it was before yeah. and and then you only, and you can't park like on, on the other side of the street right. because there's only you only get one car lane in uh, on that street one way or another yeah. so it, it there's there's a lot of issues and and also selling in this uh, you don't know what the roof's like like I mean, we're going based on what the homeowner says, sure. and the agent says, "Hey, the, the shingles are, you know, five years old, ten years old. We don't know if they're yeah. curling they're or covered in know. snow, right? Yeah, yeah. And and for people that work, you know, a nine to five or or have a you know a very busy, busy, busy lifestyle, we're seeing homes in the dark, right? Mm-hmm. If they want to bring their kids, it's it's getting dark after five. So if you're if you only have evenings and weekends to look at houses, more often than not. You're looking at a house in the dark. You can't even see what the backyard looks like, right. or, you know, other than the pictures that are that are online. It's it's hard to get a sense of the property when it's that dark out. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people come back for second and third showings just to get a sense of what what, what the house or what the property looks like during the day or right. what the neighborhood looks like. And those would be the those day. weekend appointments. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But it it is hard, you know, um, you know, and and if there's only you know, if you only have the weekend to show everybody a house during the day, you, you get pretty tied up for easily, sure. right? Yeah. And it's it's difficult. The other thing for me is shoes. I go through like two pairs of shoes every <laughs> single winter. It's the salt. It's the... Oh, it's yeah. the and, and, and what's hard about it is, you know, you, you try to look presentable and classy and... and and it's hard to do Sometimes when the weather is, right? yeah. is so cold. So, yeah. you know, you, you don't want to walk up with these big, you know, these big galoshes. I feel golfy. Remax Escarpman Realty, the golfy team. So <laughs> Never mind my boots. Yeah, I'm just here to show so you. So you try to wear like, you know, a classy, uh, like a, a classy dress boot. But sure. with that, there's no tread on the bottom. So there's, you know, you're, you're walking up, you're getting out of your car and, yeah. and, and you don't know where the, the icy spots are. At a particular house, like, sure. like everybody knows, especially where if they, it's in the dark. Yeah, right? everybody <laughs> knows where the icy spots are around their house. It's oh yeah, this spot usually gets icy yeah, yeah. around. You know, the water, the water usually sits here. Walking up to a house, you have no idea where the icy spots are. So you're, you're, you know, sometimes you're slipping and sliding to the front door and yeah. falling your way in there. Have it's you guys like, ever had a fall? I, oh, I, you're not going to believe this. You want to hear a funny story? <laughs> oh, this is so funny. So uh, uh, a lady on, the, on our team, uh, we were walking up to this house because we were dealing with an offer. And I kinda, I'm not sure what happened. So I was ahead of her, and I ended up on the step. She fell flat straight down on her No way. She face-planted? Face-planted. Face wow. And and I'm like oh my, and I try to grab her up and she you could tell she was so like nobody saw except me right 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 and I just try to make hey you know don't worry about it listen you know and I, 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 there was not you know there was no snow but she literally face planted wow and it was uh, it was uh, 
it was it was a funny but a sad moment at the same time. But she was good about it. She didn't have any snow on her, but mm-hmm. she was like, but she was more embarrassed that that I saw it. And sure, I, yeah. it's and, harder. Uh, it's harder. I couldn't imagine for you know if if a, if a woman's wearing heels. I was just thinking yeah. that she yeah. was wearing heels. It's, it's uh, she, I mean, yeah. you were talking about boots with no tread. They're wearing heels. <laughs> I mean, wearing, they're, they're basically on their tippy toes. She's wearing high heels, and she That's went face planted. Uh, and I was like, oh, uh, it was. It was, but anyway, she was good. She was good about it, and uh, I didn't even, um, I didn't mention it to nobody. I said, "Listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say." It. But then she started joking with the people in the house. She goes, "I just face planted in your driveway." <laughs> it was, and uh, but yeah, like you don't like things happen. And I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, years ago, I was walking up uh, a guy's, uh, um, what do you call it? Um, a guy's um, sidewalk. Okay. Right? Yeah. Now it, there was snow on there. Now. Um, as I'm walking, he comes out and says, be careful because there's something on that sidewalk that was like a, like some kind of lip or something. So mm. he knew already the sidewalk was not good. A hazard, yeah. And boom, I went down. No way. And, th- and there was a step in front of me. You're not going to believe this. My finger at the knuckle went uh, right. Let, no like, way. Like just went sideways. Wow. I, I, and so I'm, I'm looking at my finger. Like oh my god! Like it, it it did an L shape. My finger was an L shape, so I I, I pulled my finger. No way. I pulled it and straightened out, and that, you could hear the cartilage. Oh. Like he didn't see that, and I'm like oh my god! I gotta see this guy. And now you gotta and shake the guy's hand. Exactly. <laughs> so I went into the house. I I straightened my finger out. Holy. Like literally, I went into the house. I was in pain. Like I I could have used some painkillers, but I was in pain. I my game was not on. My game was not on yeah. on, on that appointment. I went through. I wanted to get out of there, and uh, um, and then just trying to re- you know get myself composure back. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then I left. I went to another appointment. Then I went to the hospital, Holy and then God. they braced it and everything. They said, "Wow, you did a pretty good job straightening it out." You know, they X-rayed it and everything. <laughs> yeah, it looks yeah. pretty good. So. There's a there's a funny video that just came out online that's kind of going viral right now. This guy this guy has a security camera set up at the front of his house, so it overlooks his, uh, you know, his front yard and his driveway. Mm-hmm. And he kind of comes down the front, the front two steps. And, and you'll see this. I, I, I guarantee it's, it's so funny. He walks onto his driveway, and his driveway looks like an ice rink. But you, he, you can tell that he doesn't. He's, you know, he's, he's got his uh, briefcase in his one hand, and I think he has his coffee in the other. Right. He slides. I'm not kidding. He slides from the top of his driveway. Like it looked like a deer on ice from the top of his driveway <laughs> all the way down to the road, and, and, wow. and, you, and it's it's scary because you you see cars going by in the background. Oh no! And there's like traffic, <laughs> and you see this guy just sliding, sliding, sliding towards the road, and eventually he he he, he bails out and puts himself on his front lawn. Holy! The video is hilarious. Wow. It's it's, it's where's it from? I don't know. I just saw it online. I was just scrolling through my one of those cameras yeah, on the front yeah, of the house. Yeah, it's just yeah. security, it's just a security camera, and and I guarantee. Halfway down the driveway, he must have thought this is going to be all on camera. Like this is <laughs> yeah, going to exactly. be this is going to be on camera, and and uh, it's it's a hilarious video. And he's just he's just helpless. Like he's just he's sliding on ice, and he can't he can't control himself. There's only one way. And up. and he tries to stand still, but he, he he's still, and he just he just keeps on sliding down. It's so funny. <laughs> That's so make nice. sure I'll, uh, I'll have to check that out. Make sure you ice your uh, driveway and sidewalks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, how do I convince my partner so. to move? And when I did move in, the seller left the house a mess. That and a whole lot more still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML.
Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty. The Golfie team are in studio today. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. Always some great showings and information on on the Facebook page. Don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Google Play and iTunes. You can check out past episodes as well at 900CHML.com. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Uh, we're going to talk about season 22 of The Bachelor in a couple of minutes as well, because <laughs> there's there's a real estate tie, or more than one, yeah. uh, on that show. Uh, we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. Uh, but when I moved in, the seller left the house a mess what can I do? This this happens a lot, and and I I truly believe that the seller doesn't do it on purpose. I think that you know, you know they kind of they're they're moving, they're moving, they're moving. They always have that good intention of you know I'm going to make sure the place is clean and it's tidy for the next person that's moving in. I think I honestly think that that's their intention. But when it comes down to the to the actual moving day, it's it's a hectic day, yeah. and it's kind of you know it kind of gets put on the back burner where. Where if you're, you're, you know, if you're moving, if you're selling and moving out of your house and moving into another all in one day and you don't have that bridge time, somebody doesn't really have the time or, or, or makes it a priority to clean up for the next person moving mm-hmm. in. So in terms of a contractual agreement, what we do is we always have a clause in there that the seller agrees to leave the house in a clean and broom swept condition. Or you'll often see that the seller agrees to leave the house in, uh, in the condition as it was viewed um, by the buyers initially, you know, on the initial showing, right? right? right. Um, so what, you know, we, we have these cases, they're, they're, I mean, they're not uncommon. I wouldn't say they're very common, mm. but I'd, I'd say, you know, more often than not, we, we do have to deal with this on, on an ongoing basis where a seller will leave, you know, will leave garbage or, or, you know, when, you know, if, it, if, if the seller's throwing out stuff as he's moving out, you know, they'll just leave it in the garage and it's, and it's, you know, when the when the when the new buyer first walks in, obviously they don't know you know they don't know the backstory as to why that garbage is there, or you know if somebody didn't come pick it up, or sure, yeah. or you know you don't it just it just kind of leaves a bad first impression mm-hmm. and a bad taste. Right. So do they have any recourse? Can they go to you guys and say hey? You know, yeah, I mean, more, they they well, come they, to they us. Do. Yeah, <laughs> they they come to us and 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 sometimes they get mad at us and I say you know. I, I, if it's a lot of garbage, if it's a lot of garbage, there's nothing we can do. I, I, I have hired uh, like junk removal companies uh, to take care of it because if you go to the other agent, he's not going to care. Right. And, yeah. and and my client is just looking for some kind of help. They want a resolution. You, right? can't go, you, can't, you can't go to the lawyers. The lawyers, you know, they, you know what are they going to do? Write a letter. Yeah. And, and noth- nothing's going to get resolved quickly. Right. Um, a lot of times, uh, in, in, if it's reasonable, uh, I've had to remove uh, appliances that were just sitting in the basement. I've paid for that. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had cleaning people come in. I said, listen, don't worry about it. I'm going to see if I can get somebody yeah. in there within 24 hours. We're going to get that place even better than you than you would do it yourself. Awesome. Um, we would do that stuff like that. Um, a lot of agents would just ignore it and yeah. walk away. But you have to you have to you have to deal with it. And uh, and we have no problem doing that. Like we we got um, our our staff has got people. Um, you know, uh, a rolodex of different people. Rolodex. Can you believe it? I'm saying rolodex. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> Nobody still have one a Rolodex. I, I got an old Rolodex uh, parked in the box in my basement. But, but uh, the, Phil's looking at you like, looking, what is he talking about? <laughs> Do you know what a Rolodex I just is? Say I, I got contacts in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what a Rolodex is? Yeah. It's, uh, it's like those business card things, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're so, sorted yeah. by the last turn name it or the but, business. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but those were the days. Those were the days. Oh, man. Let me tell you. But anyway, we would we would contact somebody to take care of that immediately. Like, yeah, because we we know it's a stressful day of moving in. And I'll tell you, I've bought houses uh, before I was a realtor. And I'm telling you, I had a, a garage full of garbage. I had to get a bin. And you know what? I wasn't really happy about uh, dealing with that because it cost me, you know, three to five hundred dollars sure. to, to to remove the garbage out of this house. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that we try to prevent this from happening is you always you always have you know a couple walkthroughs, right? In terms of you know prior to. In between the the agreement of purchase and sale being firm and binding and mm-hmm. the completion date or the closing date or the move-in date. So what we always try to do is we always try to do a walkthrough two or three days or sometimes even the day of on the showing, hmm. right? And if you walk through the property and, and, and you can see the garbage is there, right? You let every, you let all the parties involved know, including your you know, both your real estate agent, he'll let us, you know, let your lawyer know and, and, and make sure that that house will be clean on on the move-in day yeah. right now some people will you know especially investors is you know investors will just buy a property sometimes they even forget they bought it right <laughs> and and they'll move in and, and and you know they haven't seen the property for three or four months and they're mm-hmm. just kind of like oh wow you know it's a mess Not right a mess, yeah. but it, you know a lot you know either they're tied up with time and they don't you know they don't really care to to go see it but if you you know, always do your walkthrough one or two days before the completion date. You'll have a good idea as to what the state of the property will yeah. be in on on your move-in day. Yeah. And and if it's if it's a mess and it's not the, the way you want it, you don't have to close on that deal. The the best practice on on having making sure the seller is on his toes and keeping the property clean is you book three days, four days in advance, saying that we're coming in the morning yeah. of closing. Mm-hmm. So they're they're gonna be okay. Now they know they can't just leave what right. they, they wanted to leave. Yeah. And and they and they have to uh, they gotta keep it they gotta keep it looking good for the for the for the buyer that's coming in to take a final walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not just for garbage, you know, leaving garbage around it's it's for, you know, to see if the if they've let the landscaping overgrow or or and, and make sure you walk around and check all the appliances, you know, turn on the oven, heat it up to three fifty. Yeah. You know, check the gas burner. Make sure it's right? working. And turn on the microwave. Yeah. Just make sure everything's working. It's you know. All right, uh, last break coming up, and when we come back, how do I convince my partner to move in some bachelor talk as well? This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Last go-round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today, 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website, Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page and at Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. How do I convince my partner to move? We'll get to that in a matter of minutes. But first, Season 22 of The Bachelor is now underway. 
today, and there are some big-time tie-ins with real estate. Yeah, there's some some real estate content on the show. I, I think the... Uh, They're all realtors. The, the the Bachelor and Bachelorettes, aren't they? The Bachelor not, not is a race car driver. Oh, the Bachelor's that's, race car, but that's no, no, Ari no, Landick. He has a real estate tie, too. Oh, does he really? Yeah, he said, um, you know, it says his name's... What's his name? Ari Leindyke. Yeah, it says he has an estimated approximately net worth of approximately $4 million, um, and, and real estate will take center stage... I don't know if he's an actual real estate agent. Hmm. Is he a real estate agent? I, th- I think he's still racing cars, or at least trying no, to. No, but it was <laughs> But we have. It's the self-described as based Remax agent, best known for being jilted by former bachelorette Emily Maynard. Yeah, oh. so they call him the racing realtor. So I think he he's one of those he's part-time most... agents that we okay. talk about on the show <laughs> once yeah, in a while. Exactly. But we so. have one, two, three, four bachelorettes, I guess you can call them, women on the show who are trying to win his love, who are real estate agents. I, I think it's a it's a great show, but I don't think there's going to be any love found on this show. <laughs> that, that, that's my opinion. Just because um, these these girls, they are they're salespeople, right? And they're gonna put they're gonna. I don't know if they can be themselves because they're going to try to show how good they are. You know, they're just trying to win. What, what, to win? It's, a, it's it's winning, it's like, winning. winning, like winning the listing, winning the the negotiations. It's all so eventually. About. Eventually, these girls go back to their own market, right? And and everybody, you know, I mean, everybody <laughs> I in, that, in their particular market knows who they are, has yeah. an idea who they yeah. are, and now they just watch them on this reality TV yeah, show. It's kind of risky. Make out with this guy every single episode, yeah. and, and what's that? You know, is it going to increase their business when they get back, or is it going to? You know what I mean? How how is this going to affect their yeah? What, their what they, they become little? They become celebrities in their in their own sure. more celebrities. Yeah, they, but they not if they make probably, a fool of themselves. Well, so yeah, if they get drinking a few uh, drinks, yeah. a couple of shots of vodka, they're out, they're totally. Uh, One of them is from uh, Massachusetts, uh, Miss Massachusetts USA, and she's also a realtor with Remax. So uh, good luck to her. Caroline Lunny is her name, and there's four others. Uh, well, including Ari Landyke, who are uh, in in real estate, that should be interesting. This this could hurt hurt their career, or help, or their really career. help it, yeah. or really yeah. help it, depending on how they you know do on the show. Yeah, which is tricky because you know as we know TV. I mean, it's not in real time. Th- this thing's edited, yeah. so they can really make people look bad if they wanted to. Yeah, oh, I wonder. Oh, yeah, right? I wonder if they they did this on purpose in terms of they looked at the you know the the type of personality a realtor For has sure. and yes. it says let's you know let's bring them all together oh yeah <laughs> well, what makes a good a, what makes a good yeah you know tv show or radio program it's that conflict right so right. if you have people of strong mind uh, and, and they combat with each other yeah. and, and real estate everybody watches yeah because everybody you know I, everybody lives in real estate so everybody has the same thing exactly yeah. but they they also you know with all that hgtv stuff they glamorize the real estate agent and, and they they oh, sometimes sure. they make it seem like it's yeah. it's something that it's not right yeah. it's like it's Million like dollar it's listing like California. It's like when yeah. somebody watches Suits and it's like, oh wow, I, you know, I want to become a lawyer. It's like, okay, like, yeah, that's it's not, not that glamorous. It's not, yeah, it's yeah. not that glamorous, <laughs> right? You're you're sitting in a room and reading a book for eight hours. So <laughs> same so, with radio. Let yeah. me tell you, I didn't, uh, I didn't so, see the first episode of this show, but th- I didn't realize there was all realtors yeah. on there. I'm, well, I'm curious to see how they uh, set your PVR. Yeah, that's uh, it. we got a couple of minutes to end with. How do I convince my partner to move? So one, you know, you're 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 married or you're common law, uh, same sex partners, wh- whatever the case is, yeah. you have to convince the other person hey i want to move so you gotta so, you gotta find out what's important to them right right so more often than not you're gonna have two different commutes right um and and if you're either you know either you're moving closer to to one person's commute over the other mm-hmm. or or so you gotta you gotta kind of have first thing is weigh the pros and cons but find out what's important to your partner so if you're the one who wants to move 
find out what what can what the entice other side them. Wants. Yeah, right. what can entice them? Whether it's you know, hey, listen, you know, we can we can pay off all our debt and go on a nice vacation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or or we can you know that big kitchen that you always wanted. Let's move here. It's going to be a little bit longer commute for you to work. But you get that kitchen, right? right? Yeah. So you, you you pitch it in a way that's going to be appealing to them. That's that's something that they want mm-hmm. or they've always wanted. You need to find out what that is. Yeah. And once you find out what that is, hammer it. Yeah. <laughs> Not always easy though. But no, no it, is, right? it isn't. It isn't. Especially if you've been in, in in your home for a long time, you have yeah. that you have yeah. that attachment, right? Well, you know what? But it's it's for for guys, it's harder I think for them to move than it is women. Really? Eh? Yeah, because guys they. They can live in the same house for for right. sixty years and yeah. they're happy. They don't yeah. care. But women, they they want updates because their friends, you oh, know, yeah. their friends, uh, you know, moved and you know, hey, you they know, visited their house. They say how nice it, it yeah, is. You know, they got new ki- yeah, that's <laughs> the best way is is when their friends move. They want to move now because right. they want you know a newer house or, or they want to move closer. You know, whatever the case is. All right? that, yeah. Oh yeah, it's the friends that yeah. really mess things up for uh, for the guy. That's why I don't have any friends. <laughs> yeah, you know, there you go. It's a lot lot less. There you go. Lot less expensive. Life is easy. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but but it, it is a you know it is a conversation that people are having, and you know whether it's that kitchen or you know a, a pool or better location, yeah, you know yeah. whatever the case is. Yeah. This t- now this time of the year, pools are a big factor. People are are going to start looking for houses with pools, mm-hmm. and um, and then people that end up getting the houses with the pools weren't looking for pools. And the ones <laughs> exactly. That want it, they can't. <laughs> they find don't have it. it. <laughs> we got to run here. Thanks again for coming in, guys. We'll see you next to Saturday at nine right here on nine hundred CHML.